0: Listener supported.
1: WNYC Studios.
2: From WNYC Studios, I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my daily politics podcast. It's Thursday, June 15th some Supreme Court decisions handed out this morning. The court issued three opinions, including one, very consequential, that rejected challenges to the Indian Child Welfare Act. We'll explain. That still leaves a number of cases still to be decided. So we'll talk about today's opinion In the case I just mentioned, Holland versus uh, Brackeen, as well as some of the big cases yet to be decided, such big cases on affirmative action, election integrity, uh, other things. And back with us is our June court watcher, Ellie Mastal, Justice Correspondent for the Nation and author of the book, Allow Me to Retort, A Black Eye's Guide to the Constitution, now out in paperback. Ellie, thanks for being on standby for us all these uh, decision days, and welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You know, last time I was on with you, Brian, I said June is the worst month of my life, and it is not turning out that way. Things are kind of okay right now.
2: And in this case, uh, Holland versus Brackeen, the challenge was to the Indian Child Welfare Act that says when Indian children, Native American children, are up for adoption, preference should be given to parents in the same tribe who are also Native American. Uh, so tell us who challenged that and why. And spoiler alert, the court upheld the law.
1: Yeah, so the the Indian Child Welfare Act is one of the more important pieces of legislation um, in the kind of la- the last generation, right? It was made in response to uh, basically a scourge of 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 uh, of, Amer- of a- American parents, um, you know, usually white parents, um, adopting uh, uh, Native American children over the objection of the Native American tribes um, where these children came from. So the Indian Child Welfare Act says that if a, a, a child is up for adoption, tribal sovereignty is supposed to rule the day. That means that the tribes can give preferences to members of their communities or members of other tribes before kind of random white people in Texas. So <clears throat> the case in front of the court today involved random white people in Texas who had adopted a a, a, a Native American uh, child they were in foster care um, this was an adoption that was approved by um, the Native American birth parent, um, which made this case I think more uh, different than a lot of other um, situations where this time the birth parent was in favor of this particular adoption mm-hmm. but under the I, uh, under ICWA, uh the the tribes intervened and by a vote of seven to two, um, Amy Coney Barrett writing the majority opinion, the court upheld the Indian Child Welfare Act as a constitutional use of congressional power. They rejected the the claims of the plaintiffs uh, uh, that the Indian Child Welfare Act discriminated against them. Um, and I think even more importantly, they rejected on standing the claim of the, the really random wacky claim coming out of Texas, that Texas itself could argue that the Equal Protection Clause was violated on behalf of Texas citizens um, in some kind of really crazy kind of legal uh, hoop jumping argument. Um, The Supreme Court rejected that argument out of hand. So it was a kind of complete victory for the Indian Child Welfare Act specifically and native tribal sovereignty um, generally um, supported by seven members of the Supreme Court.
2: It was a white couple who said they were being discriminated against by this preference that um native couples get for Native American child adoption and I wonder how surprised you are that this came out seven to two with Justice Amy Coney Barrett writing for the majority and only Thomas and Alito in dissent.
1: yeah, so I'm not as surprised as I was last week over the voting rights Act uh,
2: um.
1: <laughs> But it was still surprising. Look, I always knew that Neil Gorsuch was going to side with the liberals on this case, um, and we can talk about this later, but Gorsuch is generally the the biggest defender of Native sovereignty on the court and maybe in American history. Um, so I kind of always knew we had Gorsuch, but that only allows me to count to four. So we were going to need to get one of the conservatives. I was worried about Roberts because he had voted uh, – He he seemed uncomfortable with the Indian Child Welfare Act in the past. He voted – with the majority. Um, I was worried about, uh, uh, Kavanaugh because he also, uh, seemed uncomfortable with the welfare act. He voted with the majority, but he voted with the majority in such a way as to set up what will be the next challenge to, to ICWA. Um, but then there's Amy Coney Barrett who, you know, as many of your listeners know has, is herself white and has herself adopted, um, children of color. Um, and, and, so you never know if that kind of personal, preference um that she has that personal lifestyle that she lives might uh uh have made her perhaps more sympathetic um to the white couple in texas trying to adopt this native child but she wrote the majority opinion right they, they let her write the majority opinion and it was you know i would say complete right she kind of very clearly says that the court rejects all of the claims Made by the plaintiffs and the state of Texas, either on the merits or on you know that 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 legal jargon word of standing, um, basically saying that Texas doesn't have even the right to sue uh, in some of these situations, and that was you know I wouldn't say not as shocking as Roberts suddenly defending the Voting Rights Act, but pretty hmm. damn surprising, um, um, and welcome, and I think uh, I, I will give uh, ACB some credit here. Um, I think it speaks well of her that this is probably a decision that she doesn't personally agree with but she faithfully applied the law like the idea that congress didn't have the power to enact the indian child welfare act um she just rejects that out of hand and so give her give her the credit um, uh, um for, for saying that and being the person to actually write it down
2: and i want to make a a potential connection between this and one of the big cases that we're awaiting a decision in, because this one involved preferences granted to a group to address abuse and past discrimination by the U.S. government, um, Native Americans. The cases on affirmative action in college admissions are still to be decided, and you've been pretty pessimistic about where the court will come down on that issue. Does this ruling give you any hope about that?
1: I mean, Brian, look, Every single argument that Barrett makes in defense of ICWA and Gorsuch makes in defense of this law could be applied to the affirmative action uh, uh, situation, right? Every single argument um, that goes to uh, the power of Congress to use policy to ameliorate racial discrimination and oppression that's happened in the past, every single one of those arguments can be used in the affirmative action context. Do I think they will? No. Do I think that they're dripping hypocrites? Yes. Um, the the where that I think they'll they'll shave it is that ICWA is a congressional statute. Um, affirmative action is a policy enacted by colleges and universities. Now, from a certain perspective, that should make the Supreme Court less likely to overturn affirmative action because it's not even a act of Congress, right? It's not even a, it's it, and sometimes people forget this it's not that affirmative action is mandated right it is a choice made by the universities Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about overturning affirmative action what we're saying is that it's the one thing universities can't do right so they can look at whether or not a person has a legacy status they can look at whether or not a person is good at basketball they can look at whether or not a person plays the piano super well but they can't look at whether or not a person has overcome racial discrimination and oppression in their lives. It's bonkers that the Supreme Court would have even a say in this, much less to overturn the the, the admissions policies of universities on this. But I still think they're gonna do it. And I think that the the hypocrisy um, with uh, when you link up what they'll do on affirmative action with this case will be rife. However, you yeah, know, I also yeah, thought no. they were going to overturn the Voting Rights Act. So I guess you know my confidence that they're going to overturn affirmative action maybe has gone from ninety nine percent sure to like ninety five percent sure. Mm-hmm.
2: But you know, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you know, right. I, I would I would love to be oh for three right. I would love to be wrong again um, when that case comes down.
2: Anything you want to say about the other two decisions handed out today? This is not. Uh, these are not ones that have gotten a lot of public attention, but another one also centered on tribal sovereignty. In that case, it was eight to one against tribal immunity in a bankruptcy case. Case And Justice Gorsuch, who you just identified as a big defender of tribal sovereignty, uh, was the lone dissenter. The other one was completely different. Do you want to say anything else about this other tribal-related case?
1: Absolutely. So this was a bankruptcy case, and it was a question of basically whether or not U.S. bankruptcy law can apply to uh, uh, tribe to Native Americans to tribal lands. Um, and the court, eight to one, said yes because the bankruptcy law explicitly says, kind of, Congress will enact this law over the sovereignty of any other entity or institution claiming sovereignty right so it's kind of explicit in the law about how bankruptcy works i think that's a good idea i think that that they got that case right i i'm i'm a big defender of native rights but i'm also very against you know like tax shelters so i Mm. i think that having bankruptcy code apply to everybody uh, um um is is the right call but as you point out brian gorsuch is the lone dissenter here right and gorsuch has you know since he's come on the court Gorsuch has defended the sovereign rights of native tribes in a way that I just don't believe we've seen ever in American history on the Supreme court. He has, he has a righteous stand here. I, 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 you know, I say a lot, I I just wish Gorsuch thought women were deserving of the same Mm. kinds of rights that he thinks native Americans are. I wish he thought black people were as the same kind of, people as he thinks Native American people are. Um, That would make him a good justice. Um, Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to extend his uh, empathy and understanding um, to all the other racial minorities in this country. Um, But on the issue of of Indian uh, 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 sovereignty, um, um, Gorsuch is probably the best in U.S. history. And so you Hmm. give him credit for that.
2: George in Brooklyn um, wants to say something about the Indian Child Welfare Act decision. George, you're on WNYC. Hello.
0: Hi, Brian. Thank you so much, and um, love the program. Long-time listener. Um, I can't remember the your guest's name, but um, every, I echo everything he says. Um, thank you. Uh, I echo his comments about Gorsuch and this ruling on ICWA. The one thing <clears throat> I haven't heard, and I think it's important, is that um, the, the uh, Texas group, we're also trying to make it a race-based case, and Native nations are a sovereign entity in this country. We have three sovereign entities, the federal, the state, and tribal governments. And so by trying to make it race-based, they were denying their tribal sovereignty and not seen as a political entity. So this is a resounding case for Native nations across the country. It's a total shock. And uh, but it's also important because we are retaining some tribal sovereignty. They've lost a lot, but we retain something today. It's really incredible, and uh, I just wanted to add that to the conversation.
2: George, thank you very much. And George. we have a caller coming in, who um, says that she has uh, some personal family experience. With ICWA, the Indian Child Welfare Act. So let's take Geneve in Walbrook, Genevieve in Waldwick, New Jersey. Geneve- uh, Genevieve, I'm sorry, it's- you're on WNYC. Hello.
3: Hi. Um. Yes. Um. One of my cousins is now has now adopted a child, and um the 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 girl was uh four or so abandoned by her mother, but my cousin was a, a deep and long friend of the family, and when she was put in for, um into the welfare system he, with the knowledge of the family he went to volunteer to take her and he had practically to waive the ICW Act in front of them to get them to allow him to take this girl rather than have her be put you know, out to a um, non-Indian family and um, for this child it made an immense difference when children are ripped away from family and culture and in the, as a matter of fact this, the practice of taking Indian children is still taking place quite a bit, especially in some of the northern states. It's an ongoing issue. And it is definitely a matter of tribal sovereignty because there is a history of, of um, treaties with tribes. There are different rules about tribal sovereignty. And to cast it as a race issue is entirely wrong and incorrect.
2: Genevieve, so, thank but. you, thank you so much. And we can hear the emotion in your voice and how um, much this meant to your family and and to the girl to you know not be ripped away from her culture, um, as you described it, and how they had to um, explicitly hold up the Indian Child Welfare Act in your case, as you describe it. Uh, that's that's really something to get that kind of personal testimonial element, Ellie, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Indian Child Welfare Act was a response to a huge problem, this huge problem of generally white parents kind of raiding tribal communities and taking their children. Uh, um, uh, 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 the, the the stats, uh, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but it's you know somewhere north of ridiculous. Um, the the percentage of of, of Indian uh, children. Who were ripped away from their communities before the Indian Child Welfare Act um, was passed? And look, by the way, I'm all for adoption. I, I and, and I and I know that a lot mm-hmm. of the white parents um, who want to adopt these babies are loving homes and mm-hmm. would provide would provide a loving home um, for for the children. I don't think that the parents who want to 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 take these children are bad people um, in, in any way, uh, writ large, but. The, the question is about sovereignty. The question is about whether or not the Indian tribes have a right to decide for themselves who gets to adopt the children. So like one of the ways that I explained this case uh, when it was being argued was that it would be like, you know, an America, a Texas family saying, I want to adopt that French baby. And France saying, well, actually we have a French family that wants that and us, <laughs> well, no, I'm Texas. I just get to adopt the baby that I want. And France, well, no, we're France. Go away, right? Like that's just, That's what this is. Right. This is the tribe saying, well, I understand that you might want to, but we're going to have our own rules about who gets to adopt the children from our culture. And that is entirely not only reasonable, but vital and necessary. And that's what ICWA stands for.
2: All right. So Um, listeners, many of you who never heard of the Indian Child Welfare Act until this conversation now you know the significance of a supreme court decision that came down today tomorrow will be another decision day we may be talking to ellie Nostalgia as correspondent for the nation again tomorrow we'll see what they come down with and if we think it's segment worthy ellie thank you as always a uh, good thank night you so much sleep. for having
1: me thank you so much for having me i i, I will be back here better than ever tomorrow <laughs> um for what to see what they have next